1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: David felt forgotten by God at times in his life. David is described as a man after God's own heart. But there were times in David's life when he felt just forgotten. In Psalm 13, David wrote, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? David felt forgotten. But God doesn't forget us. In fact, the opposite is true. The Bible tells us that we are always on God's mind. He is always thinking about us.
1: Do you ever feel like the people in your life forget about you? You have a lot going on in your life, but so does everyone else. Even so, it can feel like you and your needs fall to the wayside. Today, however, Pastor Dan reminds us that even when it feels like we've been forgotten, God is always thinking about us. His thoughts for you are never-ending. And unlike humans who get distracted and are inherently selfish, God is the epitome of love. You won't fall to the wayside when God is your best friend. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Genesis chapter eight, it says, then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. And in the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. And so it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. And so he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. And Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth, and Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore, and it came to pass in the six hundred And first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked. And indeed, the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. And then God spoke to Noah, saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And so Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his son's wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. And then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. And then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done while the earth remains seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Well, chapter 8 of Genesis is a really helpful chapter for us because it describes the end of a really big storm on the earth and the new beginning that followed that. Uh, And you may not have noticed, but the world is going through a really big storm. Right now, it's a storm of a different kind, but we're going through a storm. And so, chapter 8 has a lot to encourage us in in the current situation that we're facing in the world. Uh, Plus, you know, we all go through storms in life, we all go through trials, we all go through crisis of different kinds in our personal lives. So, there's a lot here for us personally as well that we can learn from this chapter. Uh, again, verse 1 says, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. Now, when it says here that God remembered Noah, that doesn't mean that God forgot about Noah and his family. You know, it's not like God was in heaven, you know, just like zippity doo da, and then, Noah, oh, you know, I forgot. I got that guy and his family down there in that boat with all those animals. You know, I I hope they're okay, kind of thing. God doesn't forget. (laughs) Correction. There is one thing God does forget, and that's your sins. That's the only thing the Bible tells us that God forgets. When we put our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, God forgives us of our sins, and the Bible tells us he forgets our sins. He remembers our sins No more. The the, the memory is erased. And so now because he remembers our sins no more, the Bible says he sees us as blameless in his sight. If you remove the sin and forget about the sin, we're blameless in God's sight. But God did not forget in that sense. God did not forget about Noah. God does not forget about us. God does not forget about you You know, sometimes when we are going through a storm or going through a trial in life, we may feel like God has has forgotten about us. We may feel like God has abandoned us. We may pray and pray and pray and, and feel like God's not there. God's not listening, especially if the storm lasts a long time. You know, David felt forgotten by God at times in his life. David is described as a man after God's own heart. But there were times in David's life when he felt just forgotten. In Psalm 13, David wrote, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? David felt forgotten. But God doesn't forget us. In fact, the opposite is true. The Bible tells us that we are always on God's mind. He is always thinking about us. In Psalm 40, it says God's thoughts of us are more than can be numbered. God's thoughts of you, God's thoughts of me are are more than we can count because he's thinking of us constantly. So then what does it mean here when it says that God remembered Noah? It means that God acted on behalf of Noah. God acted on behalf of Noah. While, While Noah and his family were in the flood, God was acting. God was at work on their behalf. Now, maybe Noah and his family didn't realize God was at work. Maybe they couldn't see that God was at at, at work, but God was at work. Maybe they couldn't tell as they drifted along in their ark floating on the sea, but God was at work on their behalf. You know, God is at work in the world today. God is at work in the world today, even though we may not see how he's at work. Maybe it's not obvious, but God is working God is working in in the midst of everything that's going on in the world right now. God is sovereign. And everything is under his control. The flood was under God's control. The flood lasted exactly the length of time that God wanted it to last. He brought the flood. He ended the flood. The storm. It was all under his control. Everything is under God's control. God is at work even when we can't see him. Even when we can't see how he's working, God is working. It says in verse 2 here, it says that uh, the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased, verse 4 Then the ark rested in the seventh month, in the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And I love how it records the exact day that the ark ran aground. It's such a significant day for Noah and his family. If you think about it, since the entire earth was covered with water, Noah had no reference point. He couldn't tell the water was receding. You know, you can only tell by having some form of reference. He's got nothing to reference here. Everything's underwater. So he had, he had no idea. And they didn't notice that the water was receding until one day, the ark just ran aground. It struck ground. I, I think Noah and his family were probably surprised when the ark ran aground. It says here that they ran aground on the mountains of Ararat, notice it doesn't say the mountain of Ararat, but the mountains of Ararat, the mountain range which are found in eastern Turkey today. You know, since the 1800s, there have been explorers and adventurers who have gone to that region of the world searching for the ark, trying to discover uh, Noah's ark, but no one's been able to find it yet. It would be pretty awesome if somebody did find the ark, that'd be pretty cool to see. But they haven't yet. But somewhere in that area, the ark ran aground. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church, and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient. It's easy to use and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now. Search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website, at CalvaryEC.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. What a sight for Noah and his family to see the mountains start to peek out from beneath the water. Verse 6 says, So it came to pass at the end of 40 days, 40 days later, that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and then he sent out a raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. So you've got this raven flying around, just kind of going back and forth. Kind of like the Baltimore ravens, I would say. You know, just you watch them play sometimes. You're like, what are they doing? They're just going back and forth on the field. He also sent out from himself a dove. To see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove, look what it says, found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand, he took her, drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days. And again, he sent the dove out from the ark. And then the dove came to him in the evening and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. Olive trees can can grow underwater, actually. And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth, so he waited yet another seven days. And he sent out the dove again, which did not return again to him anymore. As Noah was going through this storm. He was watching for signs of God's deliverance as Noah was going through this storm. He was actively watching for signs of God's deliverance. You know, we should be watching for Christ to come for his church to deliver us. You know, throughout the New Testament, we see the command to believers to watch for the coming of the Lord to deliver his church. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Peter writes, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul writes, But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our saviour. Are you eagerly waiting for Jesus Christ to return? We're to be eagerly waiting for him to return. We're to be watching for him to return. The events that are happening in the world right now are the things that the Bible says would happen in the last days. And so we should be watching for Jesus Christ to come. We should be watching for our deliverer to come. We should be looking up for our redemption draws near. Noah Looked for signs of God's deliverance. It says he sent out two birds from the ark. First he sent out a raven. And then he sent out a dove. Now now ravens will eat uh, decaying flesh. Uh, This raven had really no problem finding a place to rest in this world. And just feeding on the floating carcasses that were killed in the flood. All the dead animals. So the raven goes out. Flies around for a little bit. Uh, And then it it finds a carcass to land on. And the raven's happy in the world. The dove, on the other hand, it says the dove found no resting place on the earth. And I want you to notice here that the raven is symbolic of the natural man or the non-believer who feels at home in this world. With all of the death and all of the decay and all of the rottenness in this world, the natural man, the non-believer, feels at home in this world, just like the raven here. The dove is symbolic of the spirit-filled believer who just finds no resting place in this world. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times where I, I, just, you know, I just feel restless in this world. You just feel unsettled, like you just I don't belong here. This world is not my home. Especially in recent weeks and months. You just, you, you just see what's going on and you just, you just feel restless in this world. You feel unsettled. This world's is not our home. And so it, it, there are things about this world that make us feel just uncomfortable. Uneasy. So Noah sent the dove out. The dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And what is what does the dove do? She returned back to the ark. In verse 10, again, he waited yet another seven days. Again, he sent the dove out from the ark. And then the dove came back to the ark in the evening. The implication here is that the dove was searching all day to find a place in this world, but found none. And so the dove comes back to the ark. At night to roost in the ark. You know, the ark, we've, I've said this before, the ark is a picture of Jesus Christ. Just as the ark saved Noah and his family from the flood, Jesus Christ saves us from the judgment to come. And, and just as the dove kept returning back to the ark, the dove would go out into the world and was restless in the world, and then the dove would come back to the ark. We go out into the world, you're going to go out in the world, maybe you won't, maybe you'll be at home still, but you'll go out in the world this week, and you get restless and you want to come back to Jesus, right? You just, you, I just want to go back and be with Jesus and take refuge in Christ. Now look at verse 11 again. We're told that when the dove returned to the ark the second time, she had a freshly plucked olive leaf. Now I actually have an olive leaf here. My wife has an olive tree at our house And so I clipped this off of her tree last night. Please don't tell her. But it's pretty small, maybe about two inches. And it says here that the dove just had an olive leaf that the dove brought back to Noah. You know what this little olive leaf represented to Noah? Hope. Hope. That this thing's going to end. That one day, soon... The water is going to recede, the flood's going to be over, everything will dry up, and I can go back to my old life and get on with life. The little leaf spoke volumes to Noah. It gave Noah hope. And we all know what it's like to be in Noah's situation, to be in Noah's boat, so to speak. We've all experienced a time when we were going through a flood or going through a crisis and we just needed a little hope, just some small thing that says to us, everything's going to be OK. You're going to come through this and, and, and things are going to be all right. Everything's going to work out. You're going to get through this. That dove brought a little bit of hope to Noah by bringing him a leaf. And I, I would say to you, hope is in short supply these days and, and we, as believers in Jesus Christ, we can bring, uh, you know, we can be like that dove. And we can bring an olive leaf to someone. We can bring a little bit of hope to someone in this world. Just some kind of small gesture. You know, maybe something as simple as a text message, or a phone call, or an email, or a note. You know, encouraging someone, offering to pray with Someone. Sharing a Bible verse with someone, cooking a meal for a neighbor, just you know, some cookies or something, just a just just a little thing. It just gives them some sense of hope, but just a little hope here. You know, the the bird didn't bring a whole olive tree or an olive salad. (laughs) Just a leaf. And that leaf infused so much hope into Noah that this was gonna end that he was going to get through this we love when people give us a little hope when we're feeling hopeless we we love you know little olive leaves of hope that tell us you know what, you're going to be all right or you know what i i've been praying for you you've been on my mind and i just i just want to encourage you that it's going to be okay you're going to get through this this is going to work out and we can do that we can give an olive leaf Of hope to people. You can do that this week. Who could you reach out to this week? Just to give them a little bit of encouragement. A little bit of hope. Verse 12 now, it says that he waited another seven days. He sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and he looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Now, I want you to think about this. Noah and his family were in that ark for over an entire year. That's a long time to be quarantined with your family, isn't it? And you thought three months with your family was bad. Think about Noah. I mean, wonder if Noah ever got tired of being around his family all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for over a year. And they couldn't binge watch Netflix, right? Or go for a walk around the neighborhood just to get outside. They couldn't do any of that. They were really stuck together.
3: He asked me how I know, and I said,
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how He interacts and intercedes with those He's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, CalvaryEC.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together, after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, We'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize
3: them.